So let's face it, very few people want to do the nine to five grinds. Sure. Uh, no one wants to work in accounts. Colin, who is a photocopy salesman, would much rather be playing drums in a band and surviving on MGMA and groupies <laughs> than he would be, you know, firing out proposals all day. And you have now made that leap and you are cocking about for a living. Cocking about, yeah. Professional cock abouter. This feels good. So what was the moment then that you went from being a fan of battle rap or comedy to actually doing it? Uh, first time I did it was in 2012 and, um, me and Marlo, who I like rap with, we would, we, we would watch them all the time. We were like massive fans of it and we'd like write in our room and stuff like that. And then we were like, right, we've got to actually go to one, like a just not even like take part, just attend one because yeah. we were always worried that we wouldn't like fit in and stuff. And, um, so we went to this one that was in Shepherd's Bush, uh, in a place called Ginglick. And then, uh, we didn't realize it was like a freestyle event. Yeah. So usually they're all pre-written and stuff, but this was just like, come on and just do your do your thing and see how it goes kind of thing. And there was, I, I got like mad drunk really, really early mm -hmm. on just to like cope with like the, the panic of being around people who I like knew from 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 YouTube and stuff. And I got sat next down to um, the the co-founder. And I was like, yeah, mate, I'll rap, mate. Yeah, I'm a good rap, oh, mate, I'll do it all the time. I'll just all rap for you now if you want. He was like, oh, yeah, sick, sick, sick. Immediately gets up and goes. And I'm like, yeah, see you in a minute. He'll be back with a drink. And then like um, about half an hour later, he came over and he was like, oh, we've just had a dropout. Um, there's nine people. It sounds yeah. like the plot of a really shit film. Yeah. Like, oh, we've just had a dropout. Hey, you, yeah. me? But like, um, and so I was like, oh, yeah, yeah, go on, man, I'll do it. And he was like, what's your name? And I was like, Shuffle T. Oh, so you didn't even have a name at that point. I sort of like had, like, Shuffle was just my password for everything because I used yeah. to love, like... He's changed it since. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Logging on. Now it just is Shuffle T. Yeah. Uh, like, but no, I, was, um, I used to be a magician and so I used to love doing, like, card tricks and my, like, the thing I most liked doing was, like, like clever shuffles and mm -hmm. stuff like that. And so I'd always had, like, Shuffle in mind, but T was short for Titan, which was my online rap name for a while wow. when I was doing, like, um, text battles where you're not even, like, face-to-face -face yeah, with yeah. you just literally writing them down and someone goes, yeah, not bad. It was just, just lame. So, yeah, I, I agreed to do this thing and um, I went up there and I was just, like, absolutely trash, but people thought I was, like, taking the piss. Yeah. So it was all right. They thought I was trying... I was trying really hard because I was, like, drunk and stuff. I was like, no, I'm going <laughs> to fucking kill this guy. And then, like, I was just trash. I think, like, the first thing I said was, like... I'll take you to France and start making you dance. And then yeah. everyone for ages afterwards were like, are you, are you from France? And I was like, no, I just, I don't know why I said that. Uh, I was going to take the guy to France, a romantic trip away. And I then feel I'm make worried for them people that what you say, they're taking it literally. Oh, so oh, yeah, always, happens, yeah. he takes people to France all the time just to dance. <laughs> yeah. No, he doesn't. That happens a lot. Everything you say gets taken to the extent that like, yeah. that's just, it's probably it, like, it's either a nugget of truth or like, they're, they're like, no, that, that's, that's, that's the case. Like, and, and people use angles against you. Which they'll obviously just fabricate. Yeah. And then everyone is like, oh, that happened. But once yeah. it's been said in battle rap, it then becomes true. Well, weirdly, yeah. it's when it says, it's said twice. Oh. So it's like when you say it one time, that could be anything. But then someone else picks up on the angle in the next battle and like, oh, I'm going to mention that too. And then yeah. it's fact. It's like, you know, someone's mum's a drug addict. And, yeah. and it's just not, not I know of. But like, you know, and, and like, um, I went to Bath Uni. I didn't go to uni, but like, it just got brought <laughs> yes, up one you time. Did. You went to Bath Uni. And I went, well, fine. All right. Now, I, I thought, okay, I'm, I'll uh, do a speech there. Like, you uh, know, just... So what would your advice be then to anyone that is passionate or talented at something, but they've not took that step? Just, I mean, it's the same old advice really, but I mean, it's just like, keep doing it. Just like find every opportunity to do it. And like, you know, do, do it for yourself do it like you're your own business for as long as you can and then just assume that you're not going to make profit ever yeah but like hope that you will assume the worst and hope for the best that should be like the biggest motivator in a yeah. way 
like more so like not not to make millions of pounds but just to not do this to do something like I've always thought my goal was just to be able to make a living even if that's like just enough to pay the bills off of doing something that I love yeah well you don't want to give the the best 40 years of your life to something that inevitably hate you working for a boss that you don't really like colleagues that you tolerate rather than the friends yeah so if you can do something that you enjoy it's half the battle isn't it exactly and i think like it's you know you're not your job you're never your job even if you're even if you get the job you want and you become successful at it you're not that yeah. and i think like the the passion is the important thing there it's not necessarily about how you're making your money it's about how you distract yourself from what you're doing it's like you can go to work every single day and it could be miserable but if you make if you if you have that goal in mind if you have that like creativity whirring around your head and you're always thinking of ways to like do the next thing whatever that is for your passion then like that's the escapism yeah just the thing is like finding the like pleasure from within and finding the the passion that that's what matters so if you had support then from your family to pursue this you know instead of oh go and get a proper job go and get your degree and go and you know because i think a lot of people have that kind of pressure Mm -hmm. don't they like oh you you want a a plan b to go to university to do geography or go yeah yeah exactly yeah I had a mix of that because my my dad is a uh, director and writer of like kids shows and stuff. Yeah. And so from him, I always got like, follow your dream, just do your thing. Like, don't take no for an answer, that kind of thing. Pursue it. My mum was a bit more practical, but she's like, yeah, do your dreams. I love your dreams. Great idea. (laughs) Dreams. Yeah. Brilliant. However, get a job like, you know, which is fine. Like I... I might be the same if I had a child. I might be like, yeah, do your thing, but like a safety net. But I think that's okay. Like it's, it's that was never disparaging. Yeah. It was just, her, it was concern. Like, but if I got it from both of my parents, it probably would have been a bit more difficult. But my dad was always like pro yeah. finding your like. probably a better balance to have. Yeah, it's, it's a good balance to have. Like you need to be told to be practical because you do have to pay bills. Yeah. And, and it also teaches you about not being ashamed because like, this is the thing with, with both sides of it. Like there are some people who I know who are like actors, jobbing actors who have like, you know, now and then they have a really big role and they'll get 10 grand for it. And that might be a month. And then two months later, they'll get a job and it's 20 grand or something, but they never know when that next thing's definitely coming in. And some people, you know, they have to take a job on the side as well. Like, you know, whatever that graft is working at a bar, working at crazy golf, like working at whatever you want to do because you need to do it and and like having the both sides of it from my parents is like you don't need to be ashamed about this bit yeah this bit of like doing the thing to actually make you pay your bills and have a comfortable yeah. enough life people get ashamed of it because it doesn't look like success yeah but they're too worried about what it looks like to other people looking in going oh that's what we were saying earlier you know oh he's 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 working in a bar he was on tv the other day oh we can't be that good he must have just got lucky it's yeah. like no he's he's here because he has the money to put into his career yeah like yeah. he's working here to fund this yeah and if he wasn't then you wouldn't see him at all in that show you saw the other day but you'll find that all the time though a lot of the, the critics of people that will say that would never even take that step or take that chance exactly. or put themselves out there to potentially achieve that thing anyway so 100 percent, yeah, yeah. Wankers, what I call them. <laughs> Dickheads. Uh, yeah. You. So what about um, previous employees then? So you obviously doing a proper job. Did they yeah. not like all the extracurricular stuff you're doing outside of? Do you know what? They loved it. Yeah. It was, I, I swear, like, when I, when I was younger, when I was like 12, I, got, I, I um, went to a uh, like extracurricular acting school and I got into, like, to be an extra in Harry Potter mm. films and um, always put it on my CV so that like employers knew that that was something I wanted to do and it was like kind of quirky to put like oh I was in you know, I was, you know whatever I was in Ravenclaw 
I started to realize after a while that that was why I was getting interviews was because people were like interested in that side. Yeah. And I wasn't going for anything like, you know, I wasn't I wasn't looking to be like a C-level manager or anything. Mm-hmm. I was just looking to be like sales admin or, you know, sales assistant or something like that just to like pay the bills. And so like, if anything, they they quite liked it. They were like, oh, if you ever make it, then like we can say that you worked here yeah, kind yeah. of thing like because yeah, yeah. they don't they don't think of successes like i say they, <laughs> they think of, they think you're going to be like a hollywood actor yeah. they don't think you're going to be like someone who comes up now and then in the bill and makes a living off that or casualty or emmerdale yeah. they're thinking oh he's going to be on the you're the caniston duo girl <laughs> oh yeah, <laughs> yeah you're, exactly. you're the thrush girl but that's a sick here. gig to get <laughs> so yeah they, they were quite like cool about it and like i was you know i was making i remember when i was working for a place called ekahow shout out ekahow with um, a fellow named ba- Barry Reed, who is like one of the best bosses I ever had, yeah. really. He loved the fact that I did rap. And he's yeah. this sort of like, he was like 55 and like, you know, a bit old school salesy. Yeah. And like, he loved it. He was just like so supportive of it. And I think like, I needed that a lot. And like, it made me feel valued at my job. Yeah. That someone else was like, you know what? That's cool that you've got this thing going for you. I'd love to come see it. Like, I'd love to support it. You need that for your staff. because. Yeah. They feel like, oh shit, I'm valued. Like I'm not just a cog in a machine. I'm actually valued by this guy. There'll be a few bosses out there making you say annual leave days if you had to go to say Canada to battle on King of the Dot. Or make sure it comes out with annual leave. Or yeah, yeah. It's, it's unpaid. You yeah, can take yeah. it, but it's unpaid. Did you have that, or was it? No, it's, uh, that, I just a mix. Like, yeah, it's a mix. It's like over the years, like I don't know. I was I was at a lot of places like call centers where you can just take your own day. So yeah. I just like yeah, just took it off work for free because it's just like easier than. I also don't like telling that many people what I do yeah like when, when someone's like oh what do you do and i'm like if i'm unemployed at that time then i'll be like oh i'm um a battle rapper yeah and they're like oh, oh yeah <laughs> and then they'll either go rap. like eight mile yeah or they'll go yeah do yeah. us a rap then yeah. and i go oh, i'll come back in two months when i've written it and then yeah. you know let's meet here in two months and we'll, we'll have a go or like or, or they're just like what do you what on earth do you mean like yeah. well, what do you mean you're a battle rapper it's one of them things i was um if you're a singer unless you're good or you're known everyone thinks it's a bit cringy yeah battle rap same thing comedian tell me a joke 100 it's one of them it's the worst things you can get i get um on the playgrounds when people ask me what i do what are you doing on playgrounds uh, i don't have kids <laughs> um so when i'm on the playgrounds um just browsing <laughs> um i get asked what do we do for a living and it's hard to explain what might win it is number one yeah yeah um and then what i find is when you say, oh, so you know, have you ever heard of Grant Cardone? Have you ever heard of Tony Robbins? And they go, oh, yeah, fuck, I love him stuff. It's like, I am everything that you hate. Yeah. You know, I take the piss out of people like you and him. And they're like, what, and you get paid for this? It's like, no, I don't, <laughs> I don't get paid for it. I literally do it for a laugh. I've seen a lot of the things that you've put up about, like, people doing good deeds and then putting up about, like, today I saw a woman who was struggling. And so I went up to her and I said, hey, it's like, yeah. as soon as you, as soon as you Facebookify it or LinkedInify it, it under it undervalues it so much yeah and i think that that and if you're doing that then the very fact that i've seen you put up like two means that you've done two good deeds yeah. ever like, <laughs> yeah, yeah. like do more like if you uh, i don't know it's just like you do a good deed because like it's almost by definition selfless yeah that's the idea is that you're you're putting yourself out to make someone else's life yeah. a bit easier and then hope that they'll do it for someone else so the very fact that you're making it selfish and getting yeah. likes from it it's just like, well, then what was the real purpose of doing yeah. that? Is it because you're being the change you want to see in the world? Or is it because you're going, oh, I'll get some likes for this? Well, some are, some are worse than others, aren't they? Some are more blatant than others. If yeah. anything, I 
prefer the the full on in your face. I am a full on wanker. I prefer them because at least like at least he's not even hiding it. Yeah, he's not even subtly dropped in that humble. You know, like yeah. Hey, look, the what humble I did. brag. Thing. What's mad is um, I've said this recently. Uh, about a year ago, eighteen months ago, it was people were doing stuff for homeless. And it was really mad shit. It's like, oh, I gave two uh, next blazers from a suit that doesn't fit me anymore to four homeless people. Now it's Uber drivers. Everyone talks about how amazing Is Uber it? drivers are. Oh, he, he's an Uber driver by day, but he's a brain surgeon by night, or he's a life coach. It's like, is he? Or is he an Uber driver? <laughs> but it's just like, as in, aren't I a nice guy because I'll talk to my taxi driver? It's like, but it's that's like, not a thing to brag about. That's the thing. And and like people, I remember those videos where people going around to like homeless people and being like, you know, here's here, here's a hundred dollars, and then the guy's spontaneous like, oh, this is amazing. as well. This is amazing. Thank you so much. And it's like, well. I saw someone a little while ago outside um, Euston train station. It was a guy, he was clearly quite like wealthy. I don't know where he'd come from, but there was like, there was two pillars outside of each side of the station, right? And he walks past and he talks to a homeless person who sat down there and he's he's talking to him. I can't hear what he's saying, but he's clearly like nodding and sort of like appreciating things like that. And then I see him get out a 20 and give it to the person. I'm thinking, oh, that's that's quite nice. That's That's obviously like, you know, nice of him, you know, regardless, nice thing to do. But then he just walks past the next one. If you give that to a charity, then that goes to like everyone equally. But that's not as much of a gesture, and like people don't see it enough. And you can't, you can't just take a screenshot of your Halifax like outgoing. <laughs> Here's my diary, David. Be like, look at that. See, seventy pounds a month. Aren't I good? Yeah. It doesn't look as good. So you have to be in a restaurant and like, hey, come over here. You didn't seem very happy with your job. Well, I'll tell you what. I'm going to give you a hundred dollar tip. He cries. Film him. Film him yeah. crying. He's crying. We've got to get him. Yeah, everybody. Like, leave him alone. It's like. some spon- uh, spontaneous ones where they've got four cameras set up, so they get all different <laughs> angles of the show. It's like, how long has that guy been sat there? with his homeless sign i saw one yesterday actually about uh, um some guy comes up and says hey i've got a couple of friends with me one cuts hair one does one's a dentist as if like you've just got a dentist and a hairdresser just yeah. like walking around america butcher, baker. and he goes oh make it. are you um are you okay if we just say uh, like you know get you to feel good about yourself and give you a makeover and the guy goes yeah okay then and i'm thinking has anyone told him not to talk to strangers yeah. he's like a kid and now yeah. he's going off with like literally as all these tradespeople to go have a full-on makeover and extension built on his house. <laughs> his car fixed and all sorts of shit. It was just like, unreal. But that's what the internet's created now, isn't it? It's like, look at me. I want This is the impression I want people to have of me rather than this is the type of person I really am. Yeah, people only do things to be known as someone who does those things. Ian that's sponsors someone. What do, you, what do you sponsor, Ian? You sponsor like a dolphin or something, don't you? And One I've, dolphin? No, but I've told him, right? <laughs> Listen, he pays like three pounds a month and I've said, that dolphin will never die. They're just going to send you pictures of this other dolphin because they want you three pound a month. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? What is it your sponsor? Well, it's going to sound bad now. It's an African child. It's not. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> so one thing I would say as the main reason people don't pursue their dream or passion um, is fear, fear of failure. So I was wondering mm. if you'd ever struggled with that or that. Yeah. Yourself, apparently. Yeah, like all the time. Like, I'd, But I don't think it's a negative thing necessarily. Like... I remember when I first started and I went back for the, you know, I, I did the free freestyle thing, which was like junk courage kind of thing. So it didn't really count. But then when I went back the next time to do my first written battle, I was fucking terrified. Wait. And I've got more scared each battle that I've had. I've had about 35 battles and people always tell you, you get used to being on stage in that kind of scenario. I get more nervous each time I shake. 
I like physically shake in fear. Like in my head, I kind of feel all right, but my body betrays me. I'm like this the yeah. whole time. Like you can even see in battle sometimes I'm like doing something specifically and you can see my hand shaking. I have to drink water like this, go down to it like that. Cause if I go like that, it will fuck up. Yeah. It's like, it's so weird, but like I get more and more nervous every battle I do because like the pressure gets more. You've got more people watching that time. You realize it's about branding and that kind of thing. But, the thing that my dad always said, who, like I say, was very supportive in this kind of thing, was like, feel the fear and do it anyway. Yeah. Like, embrace it. It's fine. You, you will, whatever way this goes, if it goes amazing, if it goes terrible, a week down the line, you probably basically have forgotten about it. Yeah. And like, the fear of failure is just that on a bigger scale. Like, if you're looking at it in like a five-year plan, you go, well, if I start now in five years, then maybe I could have made, you know, this thing that I want to do is success but then you go oh but what if it doesn't happen like what if what if I fuck it up what if I and then everyone's going to see me as someone who failed and goes back here there is no shame in failing there's no shame in never succeeding just do it anyway I saw a, a post that you did on LinkedIn about that being more nervous as the more you've progressed and it's yeah. interesting because from an outsider looking in or someone that sees you on YouTube it's like you think you'd grow in confidence and your nerves yeah. would disappear so do you think it's you've almost set a standard for yourself now and people expect certain things from you. It's almost like yeah. you've created that environment. Exactly, yeah. So if, if you're shit at doing something and you turn up and you're a little less shit next time, it's like, oh, he's done well. Exactly. It's like Man City now, football references. Right. If Man City don't win the league, that seems a failure. But five years ago, if Man City didn't get relegated, that was seen as success. Exactly, but it's like yeah. the goalposts have moved for them. Yeah. You do, football you, references. You, you, do, <laughs> you do, you create the situation in which you're in and like yeah it, 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 I feel it every time the reason I get more nervous is because I think you know say the last one didn't go so great you can't have two bad ones in a row because that's a streak then you're yeah. on a losing streak yeah, yeah and then people expect that to continue and like I've had a couple of battles where there's been like you know they they sort of get interviews with people beforehand to be like who do you think is going to win people being like oh Shuffle's going to kill it mm. he's going to kill this other guy and then I was like well there it is like yeah. I can basically not win now. Yeah. Because all these people are going, oh, he's, he's amazing. He's going to smash it out of the water. And I know that the other guy is actually quite good, but they're asking people who are like, like mega fans. Yeah. And so I know the other guy's quite good. So when he comes in and he does quite a good opening round, yeah. if my stuff isn't like way above where he is, which is already good, then I'm going to look like I'm scraping it. And yeah. even scraping it is bad to people. Yeah. They're well, like, well oh, debatable. Yeah. Don't they? That's yeah, exactly. It's a debatable, which is a shame. It's you- like, do you prefer going second then or first? Because would, would you rather get your stuff off first then? I prefer going first. For your nerves? Partly for the nerves, but also because it's better to like set, establish the room. Yeah. Because a lot of the time, if I'm, I do jokey stuff, right? Mm-hmm. Like I'm trying to be all like sarky and silly and stuff. But usually the other person is, you know, going to be quite serious. And so if they go first, they're kind of setting it up to be quite serious. And then yeah, it's hard it energy to change. Isn't exactly. It? You have to work it a bit more. Whereas if you just come out and you go, what the fuck are you doing here? And then like people are going to be like, the tension's broken. I can laugh now. Yeah. And then that person is going to try and make them go serious. But they're like, oh, we're in the mood to laugh at the moment, mate. Right now, I could get Shuffle to take off his shoe for me, put his face on it stupidly and inhale like he's Scuba Steve. <laughs> yeah. What? What's the Yeah. So that, that's why I like. You look a bit first. of a cock being aggressive when I've just said that. Like, exactly. Joke I'm about just it for going, hey, well, don't ever go me. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. It's, it like, is interesting. I suppose if, you, if you're good at flips or rebuttals, like, obviously yeah. you want to go second. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah. And that's what most people do. Most yeah. people choose to go second, but I always, I always think first is, is best. But Especially if yours is so well rehearsed. 
It's just like, yeah. I just need to get it out and without exactly. any Because he might say something that def- uh, takes away what you're going to say. Anyway. And, yeah, and the fear starts to dissipate for me about after, if the first round goes well, yeah. then the fear starts to ease off. Yeah. Like all the fear is like concentrated in that first half around really where I'm just like, shit, what if I fuck up? What if, what if something goes wrong? What if the... And then you just do it and then you get to the other side and you go, you were fine, mate. Yeah. And it's going to be fine in the next round and it's going to be fine in the third round. You're okay. So would you say you're your own biggest critic then? Do you look back at your performances and think, oh, I could have done that better. That wasn't quite as... Yeah. yeah. Yeah, I think so. Like I look back at a lot of my early stuff and I realised that I was like rushing, rushing, rushing through myself and just like not allowing the the punchlines to breathe and not allowing yeah. any time for people to react. And that was something I learned way later on, like about five years in, I'd say mm-hmm. I really started to get the pacing where it's like, if you deliver a line or, you know, you've got four bars and you want to tell a story through four lines and you go establish, let it happen. Let yeah. it hang, like make a joke about it, let it go, make a serious point, make a bigger joke. Yeah. And like each one of those has to be like timed quite nicely and you have to like meter them out and then, you know, because otherwise, if you're rushing through them, people only hear like the last couple of words and then they're yeah, gonna, yeah. they might clap out of like because they hear the cadence. But yeah. you want them to be like, oh, I get what you're doing now. I see the structure of it. Yeah. So, yeah, I think like there's a science behind it, really, though, isn't there? Yeah, there is to an extent. Yeah. Like, yeah. And um, but yeah, I'm definitely my biggest critic, I think, like. And, and I'm one of those people who's like madly affected by youtube comments and stuff like yeah. that like and i know it's stupid everyone says oh don't read the comments it's like well or it's one thing to say that yeah. and then it's another thing to be like well they're here and yeah, i just um, want to take a look and ricky see what Gervais people are said, um, to leave the orchestra you've got to turn your back to the audience but if you're mm. saying you read the youtube comments i was actually going to ask you about that um i think they're a gold mine for just people's points of view or <laughs> you're only about two comments away from it being racist or whatever yeah, it's like yeah. it's always brought into that or so obviously it's different in the room as it is uh, when you um, watch it back on YouTube. So do you mm. write with the intention for how it's going to come across in the room or YouTube or? Sometimes, like I always think what's more, like um, I always think it's more important what happens in the room. Is that because you're amongst peers? It, to an extent, but also because if they, if the crowd are reacting a lot, yeah. then it's more watchable yeah. online. So like you're really killing two birds with one stone by by focusing on the room because, you know, a lot of people think, a lot of people write and they say things like, you know, a lot of this stuff's going to go over people's head, but when they watch it back, they're yeah. going to really like it. And it's like, well, that's true. You probably do have a, yeah, exactly. One of these It's like, you probably do have a fan base who are going to watch it and are going to pick up on those things. Yeah. But like for the, the greater mass of people, if that matters to you, they're going to be reacting to how the crowd react. If the crowd goes mental, they're yeah. not going to be there like that. And if the crowd is dead, they're not going to be clapping at home and going, yeah. oh my God, that's amazing. I remember that line. They're going to go, this is a dead audience. Yeah. So it's probably a dead battle. So yeah, I'm yeah. not going to watch it or um, I'm not going to engage in it. So have you got any standout shitty comments? You know, off YouTube, is there any that have stuck oh, with you? Don't, no. don't name them. Don't give them. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right. Fourth right. Mike Gimmick, fourth right. 4592 said this on the 17th of September. No, I don't know. I, there's loads. There's loads. There's just like... I, I'm one of those people who can see like a hundred positive comments and one negative yeah. comment and I'm like, fuck, yeah. shit. Uh, you've probably not watched it. I've got kids, so I watched... Um, I'm watching kids. Wreck-It Ralph. No, no, Oh, kids. yeah, no, yeah, I've seen it. I've seen uh, it. The great. second one. Oh, no, I've not the second one, one no. The second one is mad, really, like the film, but they go into... He wants to buy some from Amazon and he needs credits or whatever, so he tries to go viral. Right. 
and uh, he posts loads of videos and it's like you know him opening surprise boxes and all sorts of shit and the advice he was given so he reads the comment it's like Wreck-It Ralph's an idiot Wreck-It Ralph looks fat he's a dickhead blah 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 mm-hmm. and the woman says to him never read the YouTube comments because very rarely people are going to say nice things about people it's easier to say something negative or derogatory yeah. about someone than to say oh actually I-, I was entertained but that was quite good yeah to a certain extent so they always say that we actually looked for some negative comments didn't we but we struggled didn't we for for the, for the one battle of yours we've ever seen. <laughs> no, no, yeah, no. So we actually looked for. Is there any there that we thought? Oh, we'll get them removed. <laughs> report and block. Yeah, can you imagine? I saw um what well, in your battle with uh, C Major and Cracker. Yeah, sure. I thought um Marlo did that bit about uh, Cracker reacting in the back of a taxi. The comments. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But I can imagine people doing that. Yeah, Did you yeah. take it personally? You've crafted that stuff for weeks and weeks and weeks. Exactly. And from a journey to Plymouth, I was next to this guy. Imagine the following, but for the length of the drive. Who the fuck is Kennedy Spike, 75? And why is he saying I'm desperate for hype? Fuck it, that's it, unprecedented dislike. That'll send a message for Christ. How pathetic is that prick telling me lies? I love how, I love how, I love how they think they're gonna get to me, guys. Yeah. <laughs> you can see him in the crowd during a battle and he's on his phone. He's not taking notes so he can judge around on content. He's on his old English battle thumbing down the comments. But like, I mean, like it affects me, but I don't, I don't necessarily like take it on board. It just yeah. like, it just upsets me. It's more like, oh, that's a shame that someone said that. And it might like dampen my mood for a, for an hour or something. But like, it's not like I'm going to be pulling my hair out over it. Like people, people don't, you know, not everyone's going to like what you do. That's fine. Yeah. That's fine. But it's just, it is interesting to see it though, because some people do put constructive stuff there. Yeah. Some people do say like the reason why you lost and yeah. they spell out for you. And you're like, actually, well, this guy's probably watched a million battles. He probably knows what he's talking yeah. about. Like, so it's it's not it's not like one size fits all where it's like if it's a negative comment then I'll just ignore it like oh they're haters I think well you know it's just someone expressing their opinion it's weird but then it's weird to me to leave a positive one I would yeah. never leave a positive message on yeah. someone's battle I'd always leave it maybe on a Facebook status but never on like on on something that I've watched where like there's a million views I'm never going to be like this was really good because there's no need yeah I might find I'm, it up or I'm the same but... with thumbs down like I've watched stuff on the internet. And I don't think it's very good. But I've not seen anything that I just think, I'm going to leave a thumbs down here. I just won't leave a thumbs up. It's just like, I'll watch it. If it's bad enough, if it's something horrible, then flag it. Like if it's like, you know, a beheading or something. Yeah. I, I love when people thumb down those. Yeah. It's like, are you thumbed down a beheading? Yeah. Like, what, did you not like the technique? Yeah. Or, did, or was it the whole thing? But like, flag that. Don't thumb it down. You get it in behind the windpipe. Yeah, and then go down. But like... Um, but yeah, I mean, like it's it's weird for me to be like, yeah, I'm gonna thumb this down. It's like, well, why would I? Why would I make that person who's making that? You know, maybe if it's something that really, really, really like something racist or something yeah. like, you know. But again, I'd I'd flag that and say yeah. this should be this should be looked at rather yeah, yeah. than be like, oh, I'm gonna thumb it down. Like let that person do their thing. Like with the Mike Winnet thing, it. I've been doing uh, Mike Winnet on LinkedIn for nearly two years, and I found. But when I've been doing the parody business stuff and some of the jokes and like making observations about business and motivational speakers yeah. and influencers and entrepreneurs and stuff, people like it. But as soon as you start to then do something a bit more substance than that, it's like, oh, you've sold out, you've gone away. So I wondered if you'd had anything uh, like that um, since you've started to make money, especially with the book coming out and stuff. But yeah. since you've tried to make money from your passion, if you've had any negative feedback. There's been a few, yeah. Like I remember... Uh... A few years ago, um, we did a battle with uh, sponsored by Oreos. Yeah. Did you see it? Yeah, yeah. Oh, that's cringe as fuck. How did that happen though? 
Did well, they, they approach got, you or did you, no, you they, got, they got in touch with Don't Flop the League and then mm. they were like, right, do you have anyone? Who, they were doing like a huge thing across loads of different YouTube channels yeah, where yeah. they were just going, these guys will do something, these guys will do something. And they saw the idea of like, you know, two people going off against each other and they're like, oh, we'll have a lick race. So as you're battling, you'll be licking an Oreo. Like, but Oreo, Oreo, if you're trying to get between me and my friend and not give him back, it isn't neat. Oh, you'll make me hit with that vicious and malicious streak. I'll snip and snap this biscuit freak, even if you are a brilliant and delicious treat. Someone sat there and gone, this is a great idea. I know, someone <laughs> okayed that. Uh, like, and, and like we're, we're, we're like rapping about how, how we're the better liquor of Oreos. Like, oh God, it's, I can't even say it. Something I've got loads of people like saying, like loads is an exaggeration, but like enough to affect me, people saying like, I can't believe you sold out like that. I can't believe you'd sell out. And I didn't want to say it, but like I was thinking, mate, I got 350 quid for that. Yeah. Like I'm not selling out. <laughs> I'm not like, you know, Kate Winslet doing an advert for British Airways yeah. where you've got enough money. Why are you doing that? Yeah, That's yeah. selling. Like to an extent, I get it. Like also they're just a worker. They're just working. They're just working a sick job, but they're just, they're keeping in work. But like, I get that. You might think like, oh, that's a sellout move. Yeah. I'm not. There. No. Do you know what I mean? When no, I'm no. getting 350 quid from Oreos and a free packet of double stuffed Oreos, like <laughs> I'm not feeling like, oh, what a baller! I'm gonna, uh, like, I'm gonna what, I'll strut my uh, stuff and buy a fur still coat. Spending that Oreo money, <laughs> exactly. Yeah, just yeah. the Oreos themselves, just going to strip clubs. <laughs> like, yeah, dance. It was more like this was this was just a little opportunity that came to me. I'm not like, if anything, like. I was more selling out when I was just working a nine to five. Yeah. yeah. By that standard, people are saying like, oh, he's just taking what he does and he's like putting it in this way. Like, oh, I shouldn't do that. It's like, well, why are you making the rules? Because when I go to work every day and I work for a call center, I'm not doing any of my talents, but I'm making money off that. Like, is that bad to you? Like, I say this, right? Those people um, that look used to selling out, it's a strange concept anyway, because they're probably sat in work watching your battles or whether it be your post jokes or whatever, reading your jokes or being entertained by you on company time. Yeah. They're getting paid to watch you in essence. Yeah, yeah. But you're not allowed to make money from doing the thing that they enjoy you doing and you enjoy doing. That scene is you so that it's this weird concept to me that it's also like they just don't get how the industry works. Like it's like, do you think that when like Migos come out in, you know, new trainers that they bought those yeah. And that someone went, uh, oh, yeah, go into Foot Locker. Yeah, I'll sell you these and then you can wear them in your video. That would be cool, wouldn't it? Yeah. No, they're getting paid to wear that. Like, yeah, yeah. And, and not just me. I don't know why that was the first one that came to my mind. But like, that's, that's, that's rap. It's like there's, low, yeah. there's sponsorships everywhere. Like, um, like people who are uh, Instagram influencers who get sent free, free clothes yeah, and then course. wear it and take a picture. It's like, well, that, that's just what happens. People do that. And well, like, if someone's on a lower scale, which I definitely was at that, like, like I was on a lower rung compared to anyone. And, and to be given a little opportunity, that's nice. That's cool. You yeah. should be like, congratulations. Well not Someone that I support and I like what they do, they're now... Has been given an opportunity, opportunity to do something. But also, yeah. they weren't paying you. You're not asking me to pay you £350 so I can watch you rap about <laughs> Oreos. You know I mean? no, so one like, would. So, no but so why the fuck would it bother me anyway like yeah. that you're going to make a little bit of money it's, why, it's why so do you much... have a problem with a multi-million dollar company going here's 350 pounds like it's not it's no skin off their nose they're fine so do you think there's there's certain things that if you do it will damage the brand that you've created because 
we're in a bit of a conundrum at the moment where we think, oh, we could easily do X, Y, Z, but then people say, oh, you've sold out to do that. Well, it's not, we've yeah. not sold out. It's. I was wondering if you thought it can damage your personal brand. I think stuff. so. Like you've got to pick your projects and you've got to assume, like no matter what you think, you've got to assume how other people are going to think. You know, when you're thinking about branding, yeah. that's basically... For, for me, branding means what other people think of you. Yeah. That's all it means to me. And so, like, I guess you've got to take into account if you're trying to build a brand, how they're going to respond in that in that instance if you take an opportunity that you think is fine, but they might not. And uh, I kind of learned that from the Oreo thing. Like, you know, you have to kind of predict how these people are going to react. But, like... You can still make money and be authentic. Yeah, of course, of course. Chance the Rapper, for example, is someone who, like, you know, he didn't sign to a label and he's... He's doing very well, and and you know, there's 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 hundreds of examples of people who keep their integrity and make lots of money, and it's, yeah. it's not a bad thing. Like well, I would say, ninety nine point nine percent of those people that would call you a sellout, they're almost not jealous is the wrong word, but you've done something they're not willing to do. You're willing to quit the nine to five and make a career from it. You can only do it if you make money, but yeah. they're happy to call you a sellout. Yeah, it doesn't I mean, make any sense. It doesn't really. Uh, yeah and you know they do the same thing if they were given that opportunity of course yeah like say maybe not oreos other biscuits are available but say if (laughs) tuck came out (laughs) yeah and tuck said here you go here's a grand we just want you to do a a four five minute video on tuck of course they'd do it you think what a a grand for four minutes work i'll take the money yeah and it's like i got i got it was even like some negativity around um some stuff that i was just doing for my personal brand like i remember a few years ago i was i couldn't believe that no one else had done this before but I started making like personalized battle rap videos for people Yeah. where I would say like, if you, you know, if you've got a birthday coming up or if you know someone who's a big fan, then just message me through like the Shuffle Tea company mm-hmm. and just like give me loads of information on them. And I did the first couple for free just to sort of like drum up some awareness yeah. and then started charging more and more and more. But I was just like, I'll just make a, a proper, like as if I was battling them, a three minute round. Yeah. Like personalized to them and i got quite a few like sales from it but a lot of people were like oh hashtag when bbc3 aren't calling you back and i was like i was like what like why are you why are you like for actually coming up with almost like an original idea yeah like yeah. i'm coming up with something new i'm trying to like I'm trying to make money out of something i love to do that's the that's the dream like why would you why would you see anything wrong with that it's like the book you know the book i'm working on at the moment yeah like there's some people who it's, it's a rhyming dictionary right and so like a lot of people sort of say things like, oh, this is cheating. This is cheating if you've got a Roman dictionary. And I always think like, is it cheating if you're writing an essay and you use a regular dictionary? Or is it cheating yeah, if, of if you're like trying to work out a mathematical theory and you use a calculator? Would people be like, yeah, he worked out like <laughs> Fermat's theorem, but he used a calculator. So I'm yeah. not really happy with that. Like it doesn't count. Yeah, like, yeah. Uh, you know, you can have your name on the front, but I don't really like it. Like, come on. Like, And, and also like uh, Roman dictionaries aren't designed to be like, you look at rhymes and then you lift them and then you put them in here and then you go, that's a, that's a rap. Yeah. It's, it's meant to be like a place for inspiration. You know, half yeah. the book is a workbook. Yeah. So that you put your own, and it's designed to make you want to put your own things down. And so yeah. you, you make your own things out of it and not yeah. just lift stuff from it. So it's like, people always want to find something wrong with what you're doing. And like, I get it. And I have no problem talking to those people. I never like shy away from it. or be like, Oh fuck you. You don't get what it is. You don't know what you're talking about. I always go, well, can you tell me why you think it's cheating? Yeah. And they go, oh, well, everyone's just going to be using this book and they're just going to rip the, the, the lines. And I go, well, then they're but, bad writers, aren't they? Yeah, and they're not going to sound like you. No, just, exactly. It's yeah. like, it's and, and, the words, aren't they? There's so much more to rap than rhyming words. Like, yeah. if it was just about rhyming words, then, you know, I'd, I'd be a rapper. I can't, you know, I do yeah. battle rap. 
I can't I can't rap because I can't ride a beat confidently yeah, yeah. enough. I'm not, I'm not I haven't got any rhythm. Yeah. And so like it's it's so much it's such a bigger bigger picture than just like words that rhyme and like you know if if people are just lifting directly from it then those are writers you don't want anyway. Yeah, of course. Or or they're at the beginning of their writing adventure and they're gonna get better they're gonna realize think of it like this then so another alternative for you to make money from what you do is you could just go write rounds for people right that's cheating yeah if if you want to on that concept because you are you're doing everything for them yeah giving them just the rhyming words and they've got to fill the rest in themselves it's kind of like a crossword puzzle i have done that as well though ghostwriting i was gonna say but the book actually makes more sense no no it makes more sense by the way yeah i think so because if you ghostwrite one round then number one that was around you could use yourself but also yeah. you do it once you sell it once but if you've got the book you can sell it many times so that is a business sense yeah. the book makes far more sense yeah definitely. for me anyway and also i just think like part of like because i've been forced to think about it quite a lot by people asking questions about it and i've been forced to think about like ways to justify it and stuff as well and um welcome just say that oh fuck you don't <laughs> fuck buy you, it then. Right. Yeah, how yeah. long has it taken you to write because it's a book that's got no ending has it it's been seven years in the in the making as i'm writing it i'm getting better yeah. at my craft and so i look back over the first half of the book and i realize it's all trash by my standards now so i can't keep it in yeah so i get rid of it and then you rewrite it and then a year goes past and you go again you look back and you're going that's bad but i've kind of you know not to sound like a twat but like i've kind of plateaued i think like i'm not going to get much better at rhyming yeah. words than i am now i know, i've got it down to like a kind of a science i know exactly yeah. what i do with it and i know exactly where i want it to be and so now that's why it's kind of like finished at this kind of time so we were writing a book and when we were looking at getting it published we spoke so it was kind of like a halfway house where they do your front cover they would mm. um edit it they would proofread it and stuff like that and they then put it out and get it make it available to people and uh, it was interesting so the book was called the entrepreneur she thought it was a really interesting concept and it was to kind of show how easy it was to create a fake persona motivational speaker and how far you could take that lie yeah the woman that wanted us to use her to publish our book told us that what you want to do is let us publish it for you and we will make you become an amazon bestseller so we said right. oh that's interesting how does that happen uh it was they were going to pick a really niche um category or section to put the book on amazon right and drop the price to 99p for 48 hours and it would sure. be based on sales for that 48 hour period and she said, the great thing is you can be an Amazon bestseller for just selling 80 books. 80? 80. Right. right. And I said, you know, the book's called The Contrepreneur. <laughs> <laughs> and you're now telling us a way to like fake being an Amazon bestseller. I want to be an Amazon bestseller because I've sold the most fucking books. Yeah. <laughs> Not because I've sold 80 books at 99p. It just like <laughs> defeats the whole object of fucking Do writing a, a book. Boot. I know, exactly. <laughs> So I was just wondering, like, you've obviously not used uh, a, a woman like this. <laughs> so what have you done to get the book published? So I went through Unbound, which is like a crowdfunding publisher, basically. So like they take quite like a lot of obscure things, a lot of like niche things that most publishers would sort of be like, oh, there's not a big enough market for that. So they can't see how they're going to make money from it. But this, because all the money is crowdfunded, there's almost no risk for them yeah if it doesn't reach its target and it sort of you know fades out then everyone just gets their money back and they've invested no money but if it does reach it they basically become your full-time publisher all that money that normally a publisher would put into the initial production and editing and proofreading and Mm. design and all those kind of aspects and actually printing them as well 
is like taken off their hands and it's just like gathered and it shows them that there's an audience for the book yeah. you know if you can fund it then it shows that people are interested in it enough to put in x amount of well, money it's proof of concept then isn't it exactly yeah, yeah. yeah. just like it's sort of set up a bit like kickstarter but specifically for books so there's like if you pledge 20 quid then you get a copy yeah. like a hardback copy and if you pledge you know i think there's so they're going like, to get a copy of the book if they pledge a certain, yeah, the a certain minimum amount you get, the minimum you get is a is a it's the book the anyway book, so yeah. it's not just like throwing you money for no reason no, it's, yeah, it's not like a donation it's like it's it's basically like a slightly inflated price of the book the book yeah. will probably sell for between like 10 and 15 pounds when it's on the shelf yeah. but buying it for 20 pounds is going right you're going to get the book when it's made and you're just sort of helping out with a little bit extra as well yeah. just to sort of like get it off the ground we'll put the links in the description we've donated is it donated yeah pledged no i don't remember you pledged no, no. we did no no no, no i'd remember so you know what's gonna happen now then for the next couple of years it's just gonna be uh people buying your book and then using your own rhymes against you yeah but at least you can stand there and think well at least i got fucking paid to it yeah. <laughs> yeah exactly it's yeah. like I don't. I don't have that big a problem with it. It would be. It would be sick if people started like using that kind of thing against me because I'd know what's coming and I'd like. I, I'll probably like. I'll predict it ahead of time anyway, and I'll just be like, "Oh, if anyone does that, I'll just like finish off the rhyme scheme for them." But it's like it's happened to me before when I was doing like ghostwriting and writing for for just like when I had the Shuffle Tea Company thing, and I had people like asking, "Oh, can you write? Can you co-write this for me? Can you help with this?" And like had a battle um, in London uh, in the Roundhouse Theatre. Uh, and it was like poets versus versus battle rappers, and there's this guy called Harry Baker and um, Craft D, who are two like amazing poets. If you like, you should check them out. They're both amazing. And um, at the time, because I was doing all this ghostwriting, he contacted me under a different username, so I didn't know it was him. And um, uh, Marlo, who I do the battle raps with, his real name is Theo, and he's kind of bawling a bit. And um, the guy messaged me and was like, oh, I'm I'm doing a best man speech uh, for my best friend's wedding and uh, I want to do a little rap bit about it, like eight bars, just sort of just about him. Like his name's Leo and, uh, and he's balding. And I was like, okay, yeah. So I wrote all this stuff, you know, about him being bald and like, you know, stuff like that. Oh, he's quite skinny. Oh, I've got that bit in there. And then um, it came around to the day of the battle and I had no idea. And it was like halfway through. And they're going through their round. And then he starts saying this thing like, oh, you're as bald as an egg. Like, you know, it's, it's, it's just a ball on your head and stuff like that. And I was like, I was going to think, I was going, I, fuck, I was just whispering, I, was going, I fucking wrote this. Well, how's this for a best man speech? Hmm, let me think. You've got a ping pong ball for a head. It's as bald as an egg. <laughs> Could have grown it out before so it falls to your neck, but now you have to comb it over all to the left. I mean, there is some, there is some hair left on your very thin head, but if you shaved it for charity, you'd raise about 26 pence. <laughs> But I was like, I was like, I couldn't place it because I wasn't like taking track of everything. I was like, did I say this in a battle at some point, like before? Yeah, yeah. And they just like re rehashed it. I was so confused. I was just like, what the fuck is going on? And then they sort of like explain, like, you know, oh, we, you know, we, we messaged you and we got this thing done. And I was like, at the end, I was really, really pissed off. Like, mm. we're all fine now. Mm. We're all like really good friends and stuff. Uh, but I was like really pissed off because I felt betrayed. And then I was like, and you'd buried your best mate. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> so I, I think about like, you, Leo. But they, Theo. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, well, they did. They did still pay like, you know, 30, 40 quid for that. Yeah. So, you He's know, the real winner. I, I could take that on the yeah, head. Yeah. That's fine. 40 quid. You are turning your customers into competitors. And that is a shit business move, by the way. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but that's all right, isn't it? <laughs> but, right. you know, that, that, that's fine. I want more people to get... If people were interested in rap and they want to do it, 
yeah then good like i i i want my customers to become competitors in a way yeah i think it's a cool thing to have like idols become your rivals yeah exactly yeah, yeah. there was this thing about um like I say, I used to be really into magic, right? And there was about, I think, early 2000s, maybe even late 90s, there was this masked magician I, um, who was on... Seen it on Sky. Yeah, yeah he yeah. was on TV and he would just go like, this is how classic parlor tricks are done. He never gave away his identity. And magicians fucking hated this guy because they were like, oh, he's giving away our best stuff. Like, you know, card tricks and stuff. Oh, I'm, I can't do that card trick now because someone might have seen this and now it's done. And there was, there was two groups of people. There was a group of people who got just pissed off and just carried on doing their stuff, but they were pissed off. Mm. And there was another group of people who went, well, okay, the game's changed. We've got to up our game. Yeah. We can't do these old tricks that people have been doing for years and years and years. Yeah, We've yeah. got to come up with a new genre. And so then it became like sleight of hand was the cool thing. Like you're no longer going to people, I'm a magician and I'm doing magic tricks. The cool thing would be to do, it would be to say, I'm a card technician yeah. and I can make these things do things through skill that you won't be able to yeah. see. And so it like upped everyone's game and it made this amazing new like world of magic, which is still like kicking off now where people are doing really, really technically amazing things and they're going, this isn't magic. You know, it's not magic. Yeah. I'm just sick with cards and people like that more. I think I was saying we're, we're more intelligent now. Yeah. So I think we know when we know it's not magic. We yeah. don't believe it's magic. Like we know wrestling's fake. We're not yeah. watching what? it thinking it's real. Wrestling's... Wrestling's fake. Predetermined sports yeah. entertainment. Yeah. I know. <laughs> I know. Sorry, man. It's fine, mate. It's all right. Should we cut so you can take a break? Let's get over that. <laughs> get Breaking over that bombshell. No, but it's weird, though, because, like, I always think... Well, people know this kind of thing, but there are so many people who think that me and... Marlo, when we're doing battle raps, they're going back and forth. I'm finishing off his lines, going back. Da, 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 da. Mm. Our rehearsal game is off the chain. Our fucking practice game doesn't even have a chain a man could break. One of us would just be kind of saying some stuff, and the next person would just be kind of making it up. And before you know it, the synchronization is done, and we're basically one, mate. <laughs> like how do you come up with that on the spot on the spot i go no 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 uh we've been writing this for months and we've yeah. like blocked it and choreographed it like there's yeah. no the only bits that are like impromptu are the little like rebuttals when someone says something you go you just said this and then you respond yeah. to like they might get two or four lines out but like people think it's all freestyled and that we're coming up and that we just have such a level of like friendship and chemistry that yeah. we can just no it's uncanny yeah obviously when it was freestyle like it was amazing and people yeah. could do things like in that same sort of vein but it was nowhere near the level yeah. of like you know well, no, well look at say when uh uh and archaic were doing the, the wrc's WRC stuff, yeah. and ilmac and thesaurus yeah it's like they were good freestyle yeah battlers but in the written format i mean it's different for thesaurus and ilmac some of their mm. stuff written stuff's amazing but it's it's a completely different game yeah it's it's almost like i say boxing it's like professional boxing compared to amateur boxing it's like completely different even yeah. though it's a similar kind of sport you know it's and i think um it is now how good your writing skills are and yeah. how you can get your material out and perform it and, and stumbles like back in the old days as well if you if you choked it was game over you lost that round yeah no matter how good yeah. the rest of your round was yeah it's, you couldn't it's win the battle no. and, and it's like it was an interesting turn that whole like time when it went from freestyle to written era which was about 2007 yeah. 2008 where like people stopped doing freestyle battles and started doing written ones it was basically because people were coming in with written stuff yeah and you people were really good at freestyle so you <laughs> didn't know who was doing what yeah. and so they were like 
it's it's genius really they were like well to avoid people cheating we'll just make everyone have to write it yeah and then you can't you you know how do you get one up on that you can't you can't get around imagine that. being around that time they're thinking so i'm gonna write my rounds but because of free stuff, i'm gonna deliver it really badly yeah or exactly. like oh i'll stumble there to make it look Mate, more authentic i still do it now yeah. like sometimes if i <laughs> like if i know that something's gonna come up like someone's gonna be like oh you're posh and stuff like that i'll have something prepared yeah that i know i'm gonna say and i'll like leave a rhyme i won't think properly through the rhyme or I'll sort of give myself a bit of a rubbish rhyme and i'll be like um you said i was you said um fuck no you said i was posh and i do that on purpose yeah. so that it looks more authentic and then afterwards when i watch back i'm like yo you're a dickhead the predetermined revolts <laughs> yeah exactly, like, oh yeah. when he says that word which he's gonna mention i'm yeah. gonna say this but you said something about being ginger yeah so um i've seen a bunch of people though who go in with those planned and then the person doesn't say uh, it and then they just do it anyway yeah. they're like you said i was fat and they're like no i fucking didn't when yeah. when yeah. <laughs> I like it when someone doesn't actually do any research and just says like, oh, you might have said this in a battle once. <laughs> so here's something that someone rhymes with told it. me on the grapevine. Yeah. Yeah. I was going to say then, so in battle rap, and I've been watching it since probably Jin doing his Freestyle Fridays. I used yeah. to love that. I used to, I used to sit in and watch that. There's a grown man. Um, <laughs> and, but there's certain moments I see where rappers or battle rappers' careers, it's almost like a, what would you call it? Like a sliding doors moment. I always think like Jefferson Price. Oh, God, that, yeah. that's a moment where oh, it's like be. changed him yeah i know it's horrible uh looks uh calico like looks his rounds yeah um professor shine i was showing ian that the other day when i was like nuts wasn't it? you know when obviously you professor get, shine. I so when k shine versus dna we come out and did like oh your, your dna two oh, wavy lines he saw it i'm gonna show you how to take this dna with this dna and compare it you use one solid bar and try to make it a setup. Then use words that coincide to make it look better. Then end it with a wavy line so y'all think that he clever. But I don't know how you fucking y'all head up when it's just like the setup. A double helix. Two wavy lines with little bars in between that keep them together. That's all that. it, was, it was the first time you saw someone break down DNA and DNA. Right, in right, In such right. a way it was like really creative. And it was like that moment where, which is mad now that they obviously teamed up, didn't they? Yeah. But like villain against Yunnan, you mentioned yeah. it. That, that was hard to watch at times. Yeah. But then also entertaining at yeah. the same time but you could see someone being crushed on camera wasn't it? it was horrible yeah for those of you confused i'll make it simpler to grasp at boom back yunan collapsed in the middle of a park <laughs> woke up woke up and told certain man your mom's a drug addict and that caused the condition in your heart so when i heard it i was listening like raw no one told me brenda's baby was fat white or living on a farm clips is third versus rex you know my mob is the real gangster of the family oh, and all yeah, that. Yeah, you know, yeah, if you yeah. can provide paperwork i'll give you the 16 racks right now all that kind yeah. of stuff but I look at your battles and I think, was it the bad bars and compliments battle that you think changed it for you? 100%. Like, because that was when I think non-rap battle fans, someone showed me that. I was like, oh, you want to get on this? I was like, you want to talk about someone we've been watching for like five, six years <laughs> yeah. here. But do you know what I mean? They were like, oh, you'll see these two guys. They're parody rappers, blah, blah, yeah. blah. Look, everyone thinks they're real. Well, they are real. Yeah, that's the interesting thing. Like a lot of people say that we're, we're like parody. <laughs> But I think there's a fine line between trying to do something comedically and poke fun at it sometimes and being parody. Like, yeah. you know, uh, Weird Al Yankovic is parody, you know, when yeah, he, like, yeah. he just takes a song and then like makes it, or he did like a surgeon like, instead of like a virgin. He was like, like a surgeon yeah. cutting for the, and it's like, well, he's just, he's just sort of like taking a silly idea. No one thinks he's a singer yeah. in the same sense. Like Eminem is a comedic rapper. He's yeah. like, or was in the, in, in, in the heyday sort of thing. He was like, when he was good. Yeah. He, was, <laughs> he, he might be watching this. Don't say that. He probably is. Cause he's a big fan of my stuff. He's not, but like, um, he's, he, he was like, he was funny, but he wasn't parody. And that's what we were trying to do. We really, really, really love battle rap. Yeah. Like, especially when we first got into it, we were like big into it. 
we weren't trying to parody it and be like you know coming as two middle class white guys and be like oh isn't this amusing let's make yeah. some jokes about that it was more like this is amazing i think we could fit in here but we're not going to be if we're like overly serious then we're not going to be taken seriously yeah. we have to be fun with it we have to be like silly and take angles that people wouldn't normally take so is that why you were the, the sort of go-to guys to do those types of battles then is that what they asked you do you think i, th- I think so well th- those two ideas um the the compliment and the bad bars battle they were our ideas that we we put there oh good a compliment battle had already been done like a bunch of times but two on two i don't think had been like filmed at that point um and the bad bars one was just like an idea that we had at the same time and it was for the april fools event yeah and um we did them both on the same day and they were both the ones that sort of like sort of solidified us a spot yeah in in battle rap and it was kind of like i remember at the time it was I, i wouldn't get There'd be the odd people who were like hardcore rap fans who yeah. would like it, obviously. But then there was most of it. It's like, oh, I showed my mum that one and she liked yeah. it. Well, I suppose like, it's I like the Grist battle. That one. Yeah, exactly. The Grist like Blizzard battle. Ones. Yeah, definitely. That was definitely. Um, so what do you think then, if it was, wasn't going to be that, what was your personal biggest moment in battle rap, do you think? If it wasn't those two. Yeah. So what would you say stands out to you as like, oh, wow, I can't believe this fucking happened to me. Oh, you. wow, this is... It's yeah, it's really obvious actually for me to think that we got flown out to Toronto to battle um, uh, Kid Twist. How much bigger can this get yeah. for me, like personally? And there was a moment when I was outside and I was having a smoke, and these two Escalades pulled up. This is like really early on in the day, and I was like, "Fuck!" There's two like black t- you know, tinted Escalades, and then Drake comes out, and I like go against the, the you know the wall so that he can get past with his bodyguards and stuff. And he comes up and he's like, "Yo, great, great to have you here. Like, love your stuff." And I was like, "Fuck, yeah." That like it's not nothing's topped that since. Like yeah. nothing will. That was just like, you know, whatever you think of Drake, he's a huge, huge part. Well, it's of, being like, acknowledged by someone that's probably the most famous rapper yeah. around at the moment. Whether you say he's the the best or whatever it might be, but he's the most recognizable. Isn't yeah, a hundred percent. And like. That that was the biggest moment for me where I was just like, this is this is surreal and like, yeah. this is mad. I couldn't believe it. It's it's one of those interesting things as well. Like, I, I was so starstruck when I met yeah. Drake, even though it was only for like a couple of seconds, and then he was gone up to like a private box at the back. I but wonder I, if he's told this story on a podcast. Oh yeah, I think he has. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I've heard him chat about it. Yeah. So, oh, it's one time I met Shuffle T, mate. It was sick. <laughs> you get pissed off at fans talking to you about battle rap all the time no i love it i think it's brilliant he loves like, it yeah <laughs> i love it it's my favorite thing like it, it's really rare that this will happen it would be like but now and then someone will like you know clock me in the street or something and be like oh i saw your battle and um i, I think it's i think it's amazing it's, it's like what what an amazing position they always feel like they kind of know you and yeah. a lot of people take that as a negative and i imagine it's different people you know yeah, brad yeah. pitt or whatever who like get it constantly and can't go out but for someone at my level, like it's a it's a joy to have someone go, not only like recognize, but then have the the balls for the, you know they're intimidated probably because they're like oh I've seen him on YouTube yeah like to have the 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 balls to just come up and be like ah oh, you're the battle rapper oh I, you know and then they want to have a conversation I'm like I love it I'll always ask questions back and you know try to remember them next time I see him. So do you not separate yourself as oh, I'm two people, I'm Shuffle T when I'm on camera or on stage or I'm Adam no. when I'm not? No, because I always think like battle rap and rap generally, the, the most important thing is like be yourself or like keeping it real, yeah, keeping yeah. it keeping it as authentic as you can. Like obviously you ramp up your sort of your stuff. Like yeah, I'll, I'll make out as if I'm like, you know, I've got a butler and stuff like that because I know that people are going to say that about me or whatever. But, but like 
you be as much as yourself as you can. If you're likable, then people buy into that. And yeah. people buy into likability when it's authentic. And so I think, you know, I, I'm, I'm basically the same person, but I just don't rhyme as much in real life, I think. Okay. I'll say the same things, you know. That's it, isn't it? It's like, that's what the best, the best comedy is always like that. And the best, like, you know, period dramas are the best, like, scripts. They're always things that are like, this is this situation, which is a real situation, which I'm just going to ramp up as much yeah. as I can. Detective yeah, series. Yeah. You know, nothing happens like that. Where Agatha Christie, or like, um, Miss Marple or Poirot goes to a party and every party they go to, yeah. there's a fucking Oh, do you know which one did my head in like that? No, Dexter. Have you ever seen Dexter? Yeah, there's a murder it's every like, single Oh, week. not only that, is why is he the first person on the scene in yeah. every murder? And it's just like, he's the blood guy. He's here before mm. the police even knew there was a murder. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> We're eight seasons in and no one's cottoned on to this fact. But that's the thing. It's just like, that's reality ramped up. And yeah. that's, that's, that's what makes the best art, probably. Like, you know, I've no problem with Poro going to, you know, a different house party every week and there's always someone dead and there's always Mid a summer mystery murders. around it. Yeah, don't, exactly. Don't live like, there. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Move away, for God's sake. That's um, fine. I love it. So going back to then, you're saying that the bad, uh, bad bars was probably the moment. Do you think yeah. then you were setting yourselves up to having scrutiny on all your future bars? Again, you've kind of like put more pressure on yourself. Yeah. And that might play into the nerves thing. Sort of, sort of. But like with the bad bars, which was like intentionally bad material and bad puns and like labored wordplay and stuff mm. like that and bad rhymes. Honestly, G, you're an obvious geek. You're a novice to me and you suck in my eyes like an optical leech. <laughs> so I'll take all your family members and get someone from special ops to kill each. That's a, that's a creepy, <laughs> And remember that girl, Apri, in our film studies? Yeah, you do, you? <laughs> she, was in, she was in our film studies, she had oh, black yeah, rim yeah. got, yeah. You remember? <laughs> She was great, dude. But I ain't talking about liking having you around when I say, Apri, she hates you. <laughs> it's sort of like, if you do that, even accidentally later on, people will sort of assume it's a, a callback. Yeah. Or like a motif that you're putting yeah. in. So you kind of are all right. Uh, but, but, but sometimes... Nothing for the madness. Yeah, exactly. But, oh, he's but, deliberately done a bad bar yeah, again. Oh, oh yeah, yes I have. But like sometimes it works in the opposite way. Like sometimes I do stuff that I'm really proud of, and people are like, "Oh, bad oh, bar," bad. and I'm like, "Ah, yeah, yeah, yeah that's right, that's uh, coolie." Like, <laughs> I've posted stuff online sometimes, but like, "Oh, you're making a reference to that thing there," and I'm like, "Yeah, that's of course right. I was like, yeah. you know, you told me that. I, did, I didn't think that when you I was have to writing. Google the thing. Yeah, now yeah like, of course oh, yeah. it is. I know about that. <laughs> um, so, what is your writing process then for rounds? Do you research your opponent, or do you sometimes think I've got two? good material for this opponent and i'll save that for someone else or some tailor well, stuff no i like i always it's tailored it's definitely yeah. tailored like a lot of the stuff that i say couldn't be used to another person yeah and um i think that in, in battle rap specifically that's a sign of doing it right i yeah, think like definitely. if your stuff just applies to anyone then you have to be really 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 good at that kind of yeah thing. um but yeah for me i i, I always like I have a few different, like it's kind of like developed over the over the years that I've been doing it. Sometimes I'll just like put the person's name in a circle and I'll just make things that I know about them uh, as like little a spider diagram or whatever. And I'll put one thing like, you know, it starts to write itself after a while because you'll put something, let's say trainers, they're known for something to do with trainers. They did a trainer advert mm -hmm. and you go trainer and then you go all the words that are to do with trainers. And then you go, right, we've got, you know, soul, tongue, lace, um, arch support whatever you've got all these things and then you go is there any opportunity to make a joke out of this or any wordplay out of this and if there is then wicked if there's not then scrap it 
but sometimes also it's like you, you should always work from the back and yeah, work yeah. from the last bar and, and go back like a punchline, like a joke or whatever. Like you should always work from your, your base idea um, and then work back. And sometimes what I do is write out what I'm trying to say, not rhyming at all. Yeah. And then just go, where's the sort of like the corner, the, the, the way that I can like naturally get a rhyme out of this. Yeah, that's yeah. going to land on the punch and say that the punch was, I don't know, trainer shoes it would never be that <laughs> let's say let's say it's I like, could have picked um, an easier one <laughs> yeah sh- shitty trainers yeah and then you go right okay so now i'm working on that rhyme scheme and i gotta go back so you yeah. go back to the previous line you go how am i going to work in an idea you know is there anything that rhymes with trainers that's also to do with feet or you know yeah, stuff, yeah. stuff like that and um you know i can't think of any now but like um you need a sim- simulator you know like you, you try on your you, you you know when you pick your trainers you always have to work them on with a simulator to see if they fit you later yeah. you know something like that and you can and you can go okay there's there's scope in here there's a way that i can write yeah, yeah. you can you can make this natural because that's the most important thing whenever you see someone like forcing in a rhyme that they really like but has no no <laughs> business being yeah. there and you're like you can tell it a mile off it's like make it natural write it out without limitations because that's all rhyme is it's just a yeah. limitation write it out without any limitations and then go how do I keep the integrity of that as much as possible but just shave it down so it's four lines it has a nice rhythm has a joke and it has the rhymes yeah so you do all that you stood in front of a crowd and then you think this punchline's gonna land <laughs> and, and then dead silence <laughs> so Cheers, I, how does that make you feel like, or what is that like uh yeah it happens now and then when you think something's gonna go off and then it doesn't and um i don't know it's kind of it's funny when that happens yeah <laughs> like it's it like especially like some i like watching battles that i've done back mm. like especially with theo because it's like a kind of chronicle of our you know decade-long friendship is it's quite nice to watch yeah. him back and be like oh, i remember in 2013 when we were doing this how fun to like yeah. have an actual snapshot sometimes when i watch him back and i don't get any reaction there's like, or, or when anyone doesn't have a reaction, there's there's either two things. People either go, oh, what? That was good. What the fuck? Like, get annoyed, yeah. which isn't going to make everyone go, actually, <laughs> yeah, you're right. Go on. Or start laughing yeah, spontaneously. Yeah. Or you can go, oh, for fuck's sake, that didn't go well, did it? And make a joke out of it. Because all that is, those people not reacting, they want to react to you. Most of the time, they want to enjoy themselves. Yeah. And enjoying yourself, you know, reacting is just a, an audible version of enjoying yourself. And so... If they haven't reacted, but they can see that you want to, then there's a tension between you and the yeah, whole crowd. And they just really. want that to be broken. Yeah, they definitely. don't care how. So if you go, that went shit, didn't it? They're going to laugh because they're like, oh, thank fuck, it's okay. It doesn't matter. Yeah. It's carrying on. Speaking of punchlines that didn't have the desired effects, one of my favorite punchlines of being so bad was the eek, uh, make up your mind. Oh, make up your mind one, yeah. <laughs> just for like visually as well. It's like, oh, what are you doing? That yeah. was an all-time low, I think, in Battle Rap. Well, it's a weird one because he was kind of like he was doing the bad bars idea, right? He was like yeah. he was doing that back to Theo in that battle. He was like going, he was going, oh, you do bad bars, well, I'll do a bad bar back. But for some reason, it just didn't get the crap. Even though it's technically it was the same, we could have yeah. done that in the battle and it would have been fine. There was just something about the the room and that it, it just it just made it look so bad. You'd have thought I was saying you ought to put lipstick on your forehead the way I'm implying. <laughs> You need to make up your mind. Oh see? My God. <laughs> see? Yeah. 
and 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 then obviously he's got this big he said make up your mind put a streak of lipstick on his on his head and then he's got that for the remainder of the battle so not only yeah. was it like he's got a, every time someone sees that they go oh you know for the rest of the battle, they're going, oh yeah, that's when he didn't get any reaction. Yeah. It's like, it's a physical reminder yeah. of that real lull in a battle. What, have you got a worse bar? What's what, been your, your best bad bar or worst bar, if that makes sense? Oh, Christ. Are they two the different best, questions the, or the same the, question? I don't know. <laughs> the best bad bar I did, I think, was the was something like you moved to Australia to oh. reorder your life, but what did you redo? Now you went to Australia to reorder your life. Shit be, it's true. Went there to sort some shit out. And the bitch is sweet too. But when you came back, he was the same miserable dude. <laughs> so tell me, whilst out in Australia, what did you redo? <laughs> I've had so many bad ones. There's been like loads of, loads of times where I've just like forced a rhyme in. Actually, there was a whole bad round a little while ago. I hate it when people change how words sound. Like, but not a little bit, like loads. It's like you've added a vowel there to make yeah. that fit that. Or, do you know what I mean? Or <laughs> I love when people say stuff like, um, if you're going to say definitely, you say definitely. Yeah. But if it's going to rhyme with the next thing, then they'll change it to like, definitely. And it's like, you yeah. don't say that. That's not how you speak. Definitely. Or like, yeah. Or like, or like sandwich. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> for sandwich, like it's two syllable words. You can't just you can't just throw in a uh in the middle. It's sandwich, not sandwich. So, what is your dream battle? If you could pick anyone to battle now, I think the one that's been talked about for the longest amount of time is um, me and Marlow versus the Saurus and Immaculate. I think it's like a coming together of the two sides of it because they were champions of the freestyle yeah. era, and they've adapted to the written era yeah. better than almost anyone else. And we're sort of like the, at least in the UK, the the sort of title holders for this over-prepared, the complete opposite of freestyle where it's like, yeah. we know exactly where we are at the point and, you know, where, where we are on stage and things like that. So it's like the, these two worlds coming together to be like, right, let's have it out and see who. That's that's what I would say. If I had to pick takes. a dream battle, it would be, it'd be that two on two. I would love it. But we really want to do it in the UK. Yeah. And I think they want to do it in the US. And I think in the UK, the crowds are so accepting. Yeah. And they just like, you know, whether you're, wherever you're from, they're going to like, like you to the same extent most of the time. I think in a weird way, Americans get a, an easier ride in the UK compared to UK in America because yeah, so, yeah. they're like, oh, they're, they're proper battle rappers. Yeah, they're from they're America. From America. Yeah. They're talking and about they're, guns and shit. Yeah. It's that kind of like, again, it's that fame thing. Like they see yeah. them and, and they get higher views out there. So it's like, oh, well, if these guys are you know intimidating to speak to then these guys over here in america are like they must be like yeah superstars sort of thing but of course they're not they're just normal people i see some parallels between you and uh thesaurus in the sense that your standard's been set so high now Mm. that no one's impressed by anything to you because thesaurus has battled fucking two three hundred times hasn't it yeah and it's a lot and obviously it's all original material and stuff like yeah he needs more credit than say mook that battles once a year when he can be asked do you know what i mean but like you would never say Thesaurus, you know, he's never talked about as like the greatest of all time, but he's, he's got to be up there based on just volume. I think he's up there. I think he's like, he, like I say, he adapted so well to the written era and he's just like, he's got this amazing, um, like ability to just make everything he rhymes sound completely natural. Yeah. Completely finds the right word every yeah. time. Same with people like Bender, same with people like, uh, Pat Stay, all these yeah. people like, 
they just know how to make things sound conversational and effortless. Yeah. Pat Stay is one of those ones, a perfect example of who's managed to do serious bars, jokes. He's kind of got it all, hasn't he? And that stage yeah. presence and charisma, it's, often, yeah, it's unreal, isn't it? It's, it's, it's so impressive because like to hit on all those markers and and not come across force is really difficult to be, yeah, funny, a good rapper, like a capable yeah. rapper just in the technical sense um aggressive and like scary intimidating yeah, yeah. have the persona have the charisma and have the stage presence and know how to like he's the only person who does this at the beginning of a round and everyone mm. in the crowd shuts up yeah like he he's the full package a bit like you know hollow to done is is similar yeah, in, yeah in that way they're both the kind of like that's why that battle was yeah. you know so even how after. even though we're going back to pat's day even how his, his actions like you know have you seen the danny myers battle we're talking yeah. about he's got the kid on a leash don't troll kids man please you, you home with, hey, he home with the kids? Family time and candy bribing. Babies climbing all on them and their jammies climbing, crying to Bambi dying. Yeah, you be running the streets. Double backpack, twin strollers, and one on a leash. Just that segment's unreal. You know, if you watch yeah. that back. Um, but that is, it's so much about that. Like, a lot of people just you know especially when they're starting out it's not necessarily a flaw it's it's just that they're not used to performing in the same way like when you're doing a battle rap it's not enough to just be like standing here and just doing like performing it and just saying it people want to sort of see the theater of it a yeah, little bit like they want to see you sort of like act something out and do something big and like because yeah. you want to command the crowd like you want to show them that for this moment i'm entertaining you and i'm going to make it as entertaining yeah, yeah. as possible you're not just getting the words you're getting the performance yeah do you prefer performance a two-on-two then compared to one-on-one as you picked a two-on-two battle as your dream battle i I go in and out where sometimes i really really love doing the two-on-twos and sometimes i just like in the one-on-ones i don't have to like sacrifice anything me and me and marlo when we write we we end up you know a lot of the time finishing each other's rhymes off and stuff like that we work properly like meshed and it's fine and ships are sunken boat skull and bone up in smoke covered over with undergrowth because we're nothing more than luck you drove up the road to the devil's throne but there's still a degree where he has to say this bit and i might be like oh i wanted to say that bar yeah yeah or like i wouldn't have said it like that but he's saying it so i'm letting him write it how he likes whereas in a one-on-one i get to just like there's no limiters i don't have to run anything by anyone else yeah. so it's easier it. to write on your own but yeah. it's more enjoyable as a and pair i think it's more enjoy way more enjoyable to like perform it as a pair yeah and my nerves go a lot when when theo's up there yeah of course because uh, one you're just up there with a mate and also i know that he remembers the material inside out like yeah. he knows it way better than i do so if anything does go bad i know that i can so would he would he jump in and finish your bars if he could see that you were struggling and as yeah, if it would, was like, part whisper of his... it in my ear or something like that, you know? He just sort of like he just say it. He'd be like da da da. Yeah, you know, bit about the trainers. This is which is why if you look back through most of our two on two battles, most of them go that Theo starts the first two rounds because I know that the nerves will be so much for me at those intro bits that I'll probably forget. But yeah. he starts them off so that I can go, oh yeah, that's where we are. And then on the third one. Um, I'll start it because by that point I'll have, you know, yeah, felt a bit more at home yeah, yeah. and, you know, it sort of changes up a bit if I start one and he doesn't. So what's the worst thing that's ever happened on stage and have you ever completely choked? Yeah. Yeah. It was really cringy. It was in, um, it was in Newcastle. Um, so it's dangerous enough already. Yeah. And um, I'm joking. And there was like, um, I was against a sort of hometown hero um, called Jack Sexton and it was his tryout battle for the league. And I had had a couple of battles already. 
And um, I think in the second round, there was like a thousand people there. It was like, it was one of the biggest ones we'd done because there was just like a huge audience for it. Yeah. And so in the second round, I think I like skipped ahead to my third round accidentally and then just sort of like did that. And then was just like, fuck it, I'll deal with the consequences. I'll just like finish that. And then hopefully by the se- the third round, I'll remember what I was meant to have said in the second. And I'll just like hop from there to there. <laughs> then I got to the third round and I, I think I started it. And I'm like, I'm clearly trying to buy time. It's really cringy. I'm like, <laughs> yo. <clears throat> okay. Cool. All right. And there's just like anything I can say that's not silence. But it gets worse as well. Yeah, yeah. Because I'm thinking about what I'm going to say to delay the thing that I can't remember. So I'm not even <laughs> thinking about that. So then I'm like, uh, uh. And then I just look at Rowan, who's the host, and I just go, and then there's just silence for a bit. And I wish, I always think like, in, in, if, I, if it ever happens again, I'm definitely going to do this. Because I just thought of nothing except the, um, the Fresh Principal Air theme. So I was just thinking <laughs> next time, if I ever dry up and I'm just like, I'm up there and I'm like, I'm just going to go, West Philadelphia, born and raised. <laughs> and then just go through the whole thing. Because I think that'd be funny anyway. And try and work in some... Just do the fucking full uh, thing. Yeah, yeah. Can you imagine? People would be like, what the fuck is going on? <laughs> or just like, we're the goodies. How'd you do? We've just been down to the zoo. Just anything. Yeah, just, yeah. It's better than nothing, isn't it? It's better than just standing there. But that was the worst thing that's ever happened on stage. That was cringy as fuck. I was there for... It felt like 10 minutes. It was, it was probably like 40, 30 seconds or something mm-hmm. like that. So did they cut that out at the final edit that went on YouTube? No, it's in there. Yeah. Oh, wow. Yeah, you can see it. They didn't yeah, go, go watch it now. <laughs> Yo! Yo! Fuck this guy! So fuck my rhymes! Okay, let's go! So! No, 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 Shut up, man! Yeah, I'm, I'm lulling you into a full sense of security. Alright! Jack Sexton. <laughs> Fucking hell. He's giving free ab lessons. <laughs> At least with uh, Tony D, they cut his chokes out, don't they? Uh, I don't know, mate. I don't, I don't know. know. I can All I'm going to say is I know people that have been to events. I know people who know people, mate. Would you say there are any downsides to being a public figure? I don't really think I'm that much of a public figure. Like, I don't think, I, like. You're not harassed on the train nah, or? Nah, nah. And it's sick, like I say, it's sick when someone approaches, you know, walking around and being in London specifically, it's so boring. Like, you know, on the train, no one speaks to each yeah. other. And if you're walking along, you know, you, I, I like to nod at people and just sort of like, morning and stuff like that. They shy away. They're like scared of it, scared of contact from other humans. And it's like, if someone, if someone approaches you and goes, oh, and you know, they're friendly then fucking wicked like what that brings such a joy to my day you know i'll tell my girlfriend about it later i'll be like oh this happened today like i wouldn't put it on social media or anything but like just been spotted in yeah, tesco's just, uh, yeah <laughs> but like you know me and my girlfriend we have this agreement where it's like if we're gonna if we want to brag about something we've done if we've done a good deed or if we've done something we're proud of you don't tell you we tell each other yeah. and we can like exist in that bubble where we can just be like for a moment i'm just gonna f- i'm gonna feel myself a bit here like yeah. this happened today and it was sick that gets out of my system and then i don't have to post it on because i've got someone i could trust who i love yeah. who i could just be like this is what happened and it was it was a wicked moment uh you don't you, you know you don't have to put it online no but yeah I, I don't think there's any 
There's certainly at my level, there's no downside to being a public figure. And has it opened any doors for you then? Flip side. So has there been where it's because, you know, oh, I've seen your battle. I know who you are. Now and then. You don't like, have to queue for a Bacardi and Coke. <laughs> comes to the front I've had like, I've had one or two people maybe like offer a drink or something. There's probably been a few like little tiny perks and stuff like that. But like, <laughs> and sometimes you expect them. Like the other day I was, I was with Crafty actually, and we were in London grabbing a pint. And we went into this bar and this guy was like, oh my God, I just realized who you are. He goes, oh, big fan, both of us. He's like, oh, we're like, oh, sick. And he's like, what are you having? What are you having? I went, oh, sick, mate. Um, Amstel, Amstel. And he goes, yeah, sick. Oh, mate, it's so good to do. 10 quid, please. It's like, you fucking what? <laughs> oh, fuck's sake. I would have had a fucking shandy, mate. So there's an age limit on this. You don't want to be battling when you're 50, do you? 60, 70? I, I want to what? not be battling when I'm 30. Is that is that a... a- self-imposed kind of like because I, I kind of like see 20s is when you sort of fuck your life up and 30s is when you sort it out yeah. that's kind of how i want to approach it and it's like uh, so i'm gonna you know hopefully stop smoking when i'm 30 stop mm. drinking as much when i'm 30 that kind of thing and like settle down a bit to an extent like i'll always be myself but just like mm. maybe take a bit better care of myself we always do questions from social media or linkedin and where when you were coming on there was a few questions that came through the first one is from nicholas cox who said, couldn't you be asked getting Marlow on as well? Rough. I know. So I think people... Nicholas Cox is like, what, it sounds like you're saying like lots of people without pants on, because that's Cox, but which are Nicholas. Do you know mm-hmm. what I mean? Nicholas Cox. So that's my comeback to you, Nick. There you go, Nick. Your name sounds weird. Um, do you get that a lot though? Do you get a lot of people... Nicholas Cox? <laughs> no. <laughs> do you get that a lot? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Not anymore. I'm always got a girlfriend. Um, um, what people about, saying like... like... The Marlow thing. I know um, Ilmac thought you were Marlow. Yeah, yeah, and he's still. I think he's still. He says yeah. I look more like a Marlow, yeah. which I'll take. You know, that's fine. But like, yeah, a lot of people are like, people prefer us as a two, yeah, than than as a as a singularity. But like, I don't know. It's, it's, the that, people cool always ask me. you where he is. Yeah, but a lot of the time we are together. Yeah, and that's the, that's even yeah. funny when we're walking around London and someone clocks us and they're like, "Oh, you you literally spend all the time together." Then we're like, <laughs> "No, we're just like we're on our way to work." And he's like, "Oh, you work together?" We're like, "Yeah, yeah but like." we're not like joined at the hip uh i've got another question here from jamie clark who is oh yeah do you know jamie clark yeah well he's got the league hasn't he? the league yeah the league That's right. he knows so again when him when are him and marlo going against ilsaurus he's combined two names there That's into one clever. Clever. he didn't do it for us but he did it for them yeah um, he should have said shufflo shouldn't he yeah he should have when is shufflo yeah. going on for that is nouse about him yeah um i don't know when he wants to pay for it. Yeah. Get it on your league, Jamie. <laughs> yeah. Uh, no, like ho- hopefully soon, but I d- you know, there's nothing in the books or anything, but yeah. um, you know, this year would be sick. We'll crowdsource it. Yeah. You know what <laughs> I, I actually like thought? Ten different crowdsourcing things at the same time. <laughs> if there was like a streaming platform for Battle Rap, I don't think anyone does this, do they? Is there only pay-per-views for Battle Rap? Yeah, there's pay-per-views. Yeah. 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 And, but I'm and, saying if they had a streaming service where everyone chucked in £10 a month and all the leagues combines and they did that i think oh, that would work right like uh, to get all of them at the same yeah. time i think yeah. is, it, is it called dazen or dazen do it for boxing where it's like nine pound a month and it's boxing from all over the world i wouldn't be surprised if premier premier battles are doing something like that because they've got that sort of setup where it's um you know you uh, certainly did where it was like you pay in on a monthly subscription thing. yeah i think it's better because then you could you could almost have like two main events a year if all if lots of smaller leagues signed up to that you could almost have like a sort of a world dom event at the end yeah. of the year where you've got a big pot of money and you could get the best almost like the uk's best two on two goes against canada's best two on two america's yeah. best two, also like semi-finals finals who are the real world champions yeah because some of the world doms um matchups i don't think 
I think, oh, who's that person from that country? It's like you've just got a random person in that yeah, you don't who, know about. Yeah, someone who battle raps in that country. The one yeah. person from that country. Yeah, do you know what I mean? And sometimes yeah. I think it's like, it's a bit of a stretch to call it World Don now. Uh, and also, Jamie Clark, Cheeky Bastards, asked two questions here. Oh, I'm not having that. Uh, well, don't answer this one, but I'll ask the question so you'll be more <laughs> annoyed. Uh, the favourite time he has used rhyming to his advantage outside of a battle? It's a good question, I think. But you're not going to answer it. I will. Well, okay. if I can... I don't know if I've. I don't know if it's been used to my advantage. Is annoying my girlfriend an advantage? Uh, Probably not. Not really, mate. No. You're shooting yourself in the foot. I don't. I, I don't think I've ever got anything out of it. If you ever like just ordered a pizza and just like rhymes like the the yeah, toppings is pissed. Yeah, me and me and Marley did it. We were really drunk. It was terrible. But we, we were just like, oh, we'll have the largest pizza. Make it a margarita. <laughs> my my ma will eat you. Uh, it was just a fucking trash but the, the, uh, fair play to the other guy he was like waiting on it for the whole time he wanted that sale oh, really? <laughs> he was he was like he was like okay and then but like we had the, the rule was that you had to rhyme and so when it came to reading out the numbers we were like four and a two and then before i will move it's a zero <laughs> that's coming for you with two it's oh it's got this cringe but it is on camera so that is not really to your advantage did the pizza turn up yeah, probably with uh, an underlay of spit. But yeah, it was, it was, I couldn't taste it. No, I don't think, well, like outside of a battle, like I've used it for like, you know, jobs and stuff, mm-hmm. but like never just in like a real life scenario, I don't think. Um, you nah. get people just coming up to you and saying, oh, can you rhyme something that rhymes with this? Can you just do a little? I'd really like that. Eh? I'd, I'd like that. I'd, yeah. I'd take that as a little challenge. You can do one on Mike Win It or Contrepreneur, and we'll use that as a promo. You don't have to do it. Mike Win It. I'll give you a do month. I have a I'll time give you a month. limit. Oh, is it yeah. five minutes? That's it. <laughs> <laughs> we'll give you a month to write it. Yes, we'll meet back here. Yeah. <laughs> um, uh, and Will Ross has said, no, Will? I think so, yeah. A uh, question would be a few examples. What are his... Oh, actually, I've, oh, right. I've stole your thunder here, Will. <laughs> um, what are your best multis for? Mike Winnett, Contrepreneur, etc. Right. Yeah, Mike Winnett, time limit, five minutes. That's quite nice. Yeah. Contrepreneur um, might be tougher. Contrepreneur. We can cut this as well. Yeah, so he did it, that instantly. Um, contrepreneur. Is that annoying? Last syllable is quite a weird one because it's no. a French sound, isn't it? It's like yeah. contrepreneur. But you are French, aren't you? Yeah. <laughs> I'll make you dance in a minute, mate. Like uh, your podcast is so bollocks, it hurts. You're contrepreneur. Like, you know, you, you you try to stand out, but you get lost in the herd. That's, that's, that's pretty. That. that was pretty aggressive, actually. <laughs> Even though I delivered it quite mildly, it, was, uh, it had a bite. Right. Last thing. So there's a stat that only 15 percent of people that tune into a podcast stay to the very end. Right. Did you know this? No, I didn't. I don't know if we've made it up actually, but we're <laughs> gonna, we've, we've been running. Doesn't matter because it. it is at the end. So no, yeah, exactly. It. Uh, so what is your message to the 85 percent that couldn't be asked staying? Fuck you. <laughs> fuck. Fuck you. You won't see this. But I'm gonna get. I'm gonna message all the fifteen percent. If you're one of the fifteen percent who's watching it now, g- give me your email address, and I'm, we're gonna fucking get the eighty-five percent. We're gonna round them up, and we're gonna beat the shit out of them. And so that's what's coming for you, all right? <laughs> and I'm gonna rhyme your name with an aggressive edge, and you're not gonna like what's coming with that. Also, um, I fund my book. <laughs>